My wife's entitled mother demands $1,000 from me and my wife, claiming that she's going to move in with us and that we absolutely have to help her out. And we are so blown away by this entitlement, and at this point, we don't know what to do. Here's what happened. I'm a 25-year-old male, and I'm married to a 26-year-old female by the name of Carol. And her mother, Danielle, is 61 years old and is a complete bag of garbage. And that's the nicest thing I could possibly say. During Carol's childhood, Danielle would always belittle Carol and manipulate her into the most ridiculous things, mostly always claiming that her father abandoned them in Colorado to seek fame and fortune in California and refusing to pay child support, whereas she would actually spend said child support on her own self, buying books and clothing, and not supporting her daughter. Danielle also changed Carol's last name on Social Security to Danielle's last name when she was just a little kid, which made it incredibly difficult for Carol to find another job as an adult because she was an illegal alien to the U.S. government. That meant that she had one last name on her birth certificate and a different last name on her social security card. Danielle also had a very horrible job that didn't pay the best and had to get an apartment with Carol under Carol's name because Danielle had awful credit and Carol had a zero credit score because she was 18 years old at the time and didn't have her own bills to pay. Danielle keeps getting on Carol's case about not having a job, but Carol said that she couldn't because of the name issue. They ended up getting evicted due to failure to pay rent because Danielle's job wasn't enough to pay for a luxury apartment, with them eventually having to move in with Grandma. Danielle later lost her job during COVID and has been unemployed ever since. And trust me when I say this, there are many other scenarios in which Danielle absolutely took advantage of Carol. So anyways, back in late 2021, while me and Carol were engaged, she wanted to join the U.S. Navy. She got her name changed to her father's last name on Social Security to match her birth certificate and even gave her recruiter child custody papers to prove her name. She enlisted, got through basic training, completed her A schooling, and got her orders to serve on a ship. We got married in September 2022 before she was shipped to Virginia for her new orders. While Carol was serving, I spent time packing my belongings to move out to Virginia myself. I then learned that Danielle is going to therapy to possibly move on, or so I imagined. I tried so hard to stay away from her during that time, but she was always bugging me, wondering why Carol wasn't talking to her during the day. I let her know on repeated occasions that she has no cell service on her ship. But to her, this is one of those situations where it was in one ear and right out the other one. She simply wouldn't listen. I eventually made it to Virginia in December 2022 just to be with Carol. And trust me when I say this, we have been ignoring all of Danielle's calls for quite a while. Fast forward to April and Carol gets a text message from Danielle asking her to call her so they can have a talk. They talk on the phone for a while and Carol learns that her grandma is not doing well. I also get my brother's high school graduation invite in the mail and I want to see him graduate in May, which means Carol wants to see her grandma because she fears that she may not make it to the end of 2023. Danielle seemed to be super nice and Carol and I both thought that she changed because of all the therapy that she had been getting. So last week we fly back to Colorado and Danielle loans us her car while we're there and was being way too nice to us like a decent human being. We see my brother walk across the stage and Carol gets to see her grandma. While there, we learn that grandma wants to move into a more safer place with Carol's aunt because of her health. And that means that Danielle has to move somewhere else because in her eyes, apparently everyone doesn't want to talk to her because the family doesn't like her. We told her that if we weren't living in a one bedroom apartment on the other side of the country, then we could help her. Again, she starts being even nicer to us while still in Colorado. I even warned Carol that her being nice could mean something bad in the future, given her past behavior. And thankfully, Carol agreed. A few 
days after we flew back to Virginia, which was five days ago, Carol gets a text message from Danielle saying that she's going to have to live in her car because nobody is willing to help her out. Carol asked her why she can't just get a job and get her own apartment, and she said that she can't get a job at her age and that it's been too long, while also saying that it's very expensive to live on your own, especially in Colorado. Carol told her that we unfortunately can't help her because for one, we live in a small apartment, and for two, we live seven states away on the other side of the country. So now here we are today. I'm at work and I get a call from Carol saying that she needs to be with me. I ask if everything's okay because I can tell that she's not doing well. She said she would like to talk about it when she gets there. 30 minutes later, she shows up and I go on my lunch break with her. She tells me that her mom literally asked for $1,000 just to help her move from Colorado to Virginia so that she could be with us. $1,000. We told her multiple times we couldn't help her because we don't have that kind of room. And we let alone don't have $1,000 just to give away because we literally live paycheck to paycheck. I was so flabbergasted. And Carol told me that her being super, super nice in recent times was way too good to be true, which is what I felt would happen. She either didn't get the therapy she needed or she just completely lied. I wasn't around for this part, but Carol and Danielle argued over the phone, more like cussing each other out per se. Danielle was upset with Carol for not providing a home for her when she did it for her for the first 20 years of her life. And now Carol just can't return the favor. Carol then told her mother to just get lost already before hanging up and blocking her completely. Danielle is now homeless and is living out of her car, but we literally couldn't care less. All those years Carol had to endure due to her mother's entitlement, as well as her narcissistic behavior, is now biting her straight in the butt. And nobody wants to live with her because of this, because that lady only cares about herself and also knows that what she's doing is wrong, but literally doesn't care. And at this point, I don't care if she ever passes away, because you know what? I'm never showing up at her funeral. Yeah, that mom sounds incredibly entitled. Like, seriously, the original poster does not have a lot of money to throw around, especially $1,000 off the bat. Living paycheck to paycheck is no joke. It's really difficult, and a lot of people do it. So that means that they don't have any kind of savings stored up. They're depending on this job, and they have to make it work. So truly, I'm so sorry to the original poster and their wife for the garbage that they have to endure through Carol's mother. She is not a good person. She clearly had an agenda while you were in Colorado, and she just wanted to butter you two up just so she could move into your one-bedroom apartment, as if that place isn't already crowded enough. So hopefully you never have to deal with her ever again, and hopefully she gets the message and moves on with her life and changes her ways. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. Also follow Am I the Jerk on Instagram and Twitter to see all the stories that couldn't make it into the videos. My mom blatantly doesn't believe me when I tell her that my arm is broken, but she gets proven wrong very quickly once we go to the hospital and she discovers that no, I'm not faking it, and yes, she should have taken me to the hospital a lot sooner. Here's what happened. So the year was 2000 and I was nine years old. For context, I'm the oldest of six. My mom was ready to pop out the fourth at the time and it was a very hot July day. So my brother, who was seven at the time, was fighting with me over a box of crackers on the kitchen counter. Now, why were we on the kitchen counter? Who knows? But I'm sure at the time, it seemed like a great place to fight over a box of Cheez-Its. So I'm trying to pull the box away from him. He's trying to pull the box away from me. And eventually he gets the grand idea to push me off the counter. I go tumbling and land hard on my right arm. And even though I was only nine, I'd already broken a leg, my other arm, and all of the toes in both of my feet. I knew what a broken bone felt like, and I was positive that my arm was broken. The problem was I felt almost no pain 
pain due to a very high pain tolerance from my rough and tumble childhood. To this day, I have a stupidly high pain tolerance, so I know my arm is broken. I can't move it properly, I can't make a fist, I can't use my fingers, so I go to my mom, who's trying to keep cool from both the weather and my second brother growing inside of her. I say to her, Mom, I need you to take me to the doctors. My arm is broken and I need a cast. Now, my mom would later on in life become not so great of a mom, but at the time, she was still a pretty okay mom. And looking back on it, I can't really blame her for not believing me at the time. So she shooed me away and said, I don't want to hear anything else about your arm. You're fine. Stop bothering me. So I said, okay then, I'm a good daughter. I won't bother my mom about my arm anymore. The rest of the day goes by with me playing around with my broken arm. I'm holding it up with my other arm while watching TV. I'm holding on to the swing with one arm and I'm trying to teach myself how to write with my left hand because who knows how long it will take to heal a broken arm without a doctor. Finally, I have to go to my mom because I need to go to the bathroom and I can't unbutton my jeans without both my hands. She's been getting more and more annoyed with me as she's watched me baby my arm all day and she finally snaps at me, telling me that she'll take me to the doctor, but if my arm isn't broken, I'm going to be in a lot of trouble. I agree, but I'm not too worried because I know for a fact my arm is broken. And right after that, we head to the hospital. The entire ride is spent with my mom coming up with more and more detailed threats. If we get to the doctors, they're just going to have to give you a big shot. Now, at this point, I hate needles. But again, I know my arm is hurt, so I insist that we keep going. We finally get to the hospital, and the nurse says to me, oh, her arm isn't broken, but we'll give her an x-ray just to humor her. And guess what happened? A complete forearm break. My mom felt horrible. She bought me pizza and candy, something we almost never get, and I didn't have to share any of it with my siblings. So yeah, I don't know if this really counts as true malicious compliance, but I like to think of it as a baby's first steps towards being the sarcastic little jerk that I am today. Wow, that's crazy that your mom didn't actually believe that you broke your arm. Like, obviously you're a kid at the time, and of course kids are going to do stupid things and believe things that aren't actually true, but at least you can trust your body and say, no, this is definitely broken. I can't write with my arm, I can't unbutton my pants. Like, this is seriously a problem. So I can only imagine the absolute dread the mom probably went through when she realized, oh wait, they really did break their arm. And it doesn't seem like you have a history of like faking injuries or anything like that. So you would think that your mom would be like, oh, you hurt yourself? All right, let's go to the doctor just in case something happened. So thankfully you were able to get some kind of help in this regard. Because healing a broken bone without a doctor involved, especially as a kid, is a risky endeavor. And hopefully nothing like that ever happened to you again in your childhood. Am I the jerk for refusing to apologize to my dad's wife for what I said when she was rude to me? Here's what happened. I'm a 24-year-old female and I'm currently staying with my dad at his summer house. My dad's wife, Monica, is also here. To be clear, neither Monica nor I have any jobs. Monica has always had an issue with my unemployment. According to my dad, she thinks it shouldn't be the case and that my dad should pressure me to get a job, which he has declined to do so. She has made the odd, thinly veiled comment about it, which I've just completely ignored. Being all that it is, two days ago, I was out by the pool and Monica came over to sit with me, which was pretty odd. She asked what I planned on doing for the rest of the summer, and I said I was having several friends come and visit after she goes home. She then asked how we all had so much free time, and it turned into this big conversation about work. I was calmly dodging her barbed questions and told her if my dad doesn't care about me having a job, she shouldn't either. Monica then said that even if he wasn't pushing me, he would still be proud of me earning my own money, which frankly completely set me off. I turned to her and said, do you think my dad would be proud of me earning money the way you do? She then got very flustered and went inside. Apparently, she went to my dad in tears. 
house and told him what I had said. My dad was initially on my side and said that she should mind her own business, but she's still upset and not really speaking to anyone. My dad says I should now apologize because she's learned her lesson and she won't try it again. But it's time to make peace because she feels uncomfortable. I think she messed around and found out and that she's now just dragging this out. If I don't need an apology for her inappropriate behavior, I don't see why she needs one for my reaction. And also for some additional context, I don't live with my dad full time. I visit him during the summer in between traveling because the house is central to a lot of destinations. I don't live with him for the rest of the year. I have a degree, I have three qualifications in art and design, and I do internships at fashion and auction houses. So am I the jerk in this situation? What should I do? I don't think you're really the jerk in this situation. It sounds like you're spending the summer with your dad and this Monica lady really should just mind her own business because at the end of the day, she doesn't have a job either. Like this is really the pot calling the kettle black. Like what are we doing here? Like why can't this lady just seriously mind her own business? Is it really a crime to have some kind of time off and enjoy some semblance of a vacation? So in my opinion, I don't think you're the jerk here. Clearly your dad is okay with you not having a job right now and it's not like you're mooching off of him all the time. You literally are just visiting him for the summer and that's all you're actually doing right now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. My entitled mother takes the majority of my paycheck every single month, claiming that I owe her simply because she financed my life. And at this point, I seriously don't know what to do. So to start things out, I'm 21 years old and I just graduated college and I now work full time. I'm not making a horrible amount, but I'm not making a lot of money either. My parents are divorced and I've been living with my mom since around 2016, which was through the later years of high school and college. She used to be the primary person bringing money in from 2016 to 2000. 2019. Then we decided to move cities near some family, one of which, her mother, moved in with us as well. Since we moved, however, she had a nervous breakdown and then hasn't had a stable job lasting more than a month in the past four years. Meanwhile, I've been in college on a work scholarship paying the equivalent of $14 an hour for 15 hours of work a week in the form of a scholarship applied directly to the tuition. In addition, I've worked every summer and even worked a part-time job or two during the school year outside side of this. Despite the fact that she really wasn't bringing much money in at all, during this whole period, she was claiming she was financing my entire life and she worked a full-time job in college while being a full-time student. So honestly, why couldn't I do the same? We were primarily getting by through my grandmother's income, which is slightly more than what I make currently, as well as taking out student loans. I was taking out the maximum amount of student loans most semesters just to have some extra money in my bank account, which would invariably be used to pay 
pay for bills. There was also some credit card debt, which was accrued by both myself and my grandmother, both paying for expenses as well as through financial mismanagement. Anyways, I graduated and have a full-time office job, and I really want to be able to save money. However, she keeps on asking me for money for bills as well as for her car payment. Now, I don't drive, and she barely does either. She also wants me to give her money for other expenses, for things like makeup and stuff along those lines. It's gotten to the point that 70% of my paycheck is going towards her accounts, which on top of my spending and paying off my own cards, this leaves me breaking even each month with my paychecks, which is a situation I 100% don't want to be in. Additionally, she's not exactly the easiest person to live with, and it's putting considerable mental stress on myself to live with her. Just today, I was feeling unwell, and when I voiced this to her, she proceeded to blame me for eating food that's not the greatest and causing me to feel unwell. I literally find myself wanting to be out of the house as much as I can just to be away from her. I don't know if it's entitled of me to just move out or if this is a situation I should legitimately try and leave from. I have a hard time telling myself if this is entitled behavior on my part or if she's the entitled one in this situation as I don't feel like an unbiased observer in my situation. What should I do? First off, I want to say no, you are not the entitled one in this situation. Your mom is taking 70% of your paycheck. That is not normal behavior in the slightest. I mean, if she wants to charge you rent, then sure, go for it. But it shouldn't be 70% of your paycheck. And it sounds like you've got credit card debt as well as other things to pay for. So in my opinion, this is a recipe for disaster. You're not able to save any money and it seems like your mom is really taking advantage of you. So to give you a good insight into what's going on in your life, no, you would not be entitled to move out and find another place to live. And let's get one thing very clearly straight. It doesn't seem like your mom is financing anything. She is absolutely full of it if she really wants to make that claim. The people that are financing this living situation are you and your grandma. So in my opinion, if I was in your shoes, I would definitely be moving out. Because right now, your mother is basically just taking all your money from you. And that is not a fair situation for you to be stuck living in. My future husband flies off the handle and has an awful reaction anytime anything goes wrong. And at this point, I'm not sure if I should get married to him and I seriously don't know what to do. This isn't anything new, but I'm now starting to get really worried. He has always been explosive over anything stressful and then he'll be super loving and apologetic. I love him and he's great as long as nothing stressful happens. Last year, I told him he must deal with this, so he went to therapy again. He actually had been going to therapy when I first met him eight years ago, but I can't see that it's helping much and I don't know if this is something I just need to learn to live with. Anything stressful sets him off. It can be a minor stress, such as takeout for getting to include something, or the dog going to the bathroom on the carpet, or me knocking a glass onto the floor and it breaks, all the way up to major stress, like finding out there is mold in the basement, or his credit card getting locked unexpectedly, or his phone dying when he's trying to call an Uber when he's running late for something. But it's always the same. He flips out, shouting or swearing, often blaming me, even if he needs to do some mental gymnastics just for that. Usually, things work out, and they do. Or it wasn't all that important in the first place. Nothing ever has had serious consequences. As soon as whatever's wrong is fixed, he calms down and then he apologizes. And then he's very sweet and loving. The issue is, is that this is a roller coaster and it's exhausting. I can never predict when it will happen because it's usually just random stuff that everyone else deals with. I doubt anyone has a stress-free existence, but his reaction is what makes it so much worse. I am mostly easygoing, but I can get stressed out too at times. But when I do, I might vent to him or cry if I'm feeling overwhelmed. He, on the other hand, will be 
loud and angry and swearing and will often start blaming me rather than just venting to me. We've talked about it a lot and he says he's sorry. He has always dealt with stress like this and he'll try to stop, but he never does. On the weekend, we were at an amusement park and having a good time and suddenly he realized he didn't have his jacket and his wallet with him. Both of us immediately started looking for it frantically, but he just kept saying, what is wrong with you? Even though, of course, it wasn't my fault, I'm the one who was wearing his jacket. It's like a knee-jerk response that he's going to blame me. As soon as he found it, he was happy and apologized and expects everything to be hunky-dory, but I'm left reeling from all his anger and swearing and blaming. He then tells me that I just hold on to that anger, which is honestly ridiculous. One time recently, he needed to submit something for a deadline, and his computer kept freezing, and he was so mad. I was quietly trying to suggest a fix, but that enraged him more. He was shouting and swearing, and I honestly felt so much anxiety, but I just sat there and didn't say anything more for the next 10 minutes of this nightmare. In the end, he got it submitted, and he thanked me for reacting perfectly, meaning that I was quiet, and I didn't leave, and I didn't react at all. I don't know how often I can react like that, though, because that was exhausting. Is there a way to help him overcome this? Do I need to go to therapy with him? I honestly don't know what to do with this behavior, and I'm desperately searching for some outside opinions. I'm hoping someone with the same issue can give me some insights on how to handle it. What should I do? This does not seem healthy in the slightest. In my opinion, the way he's acting now is probably the way he's going to act the entirety of your marriage. This guy flies off the handle over the smallest things, and then he turns around and tries to blame you for it. Like, this is seriously awful. This is not okay, and this is not a healthy relationship in the slightest. Like, I'm not going to tell you what to do with your relationship. All I know is that if I'm in that kind of situation, there's no way I'm going to stay with that partner. If they're going to shout and swear at me and blame me for stuff I didn't do, then that's a massive red flag that I'm going to see right away that is a clear indication that this relationship is not going to work out. And unfortunately, this guy seems like he's going to act like this pretty much no matter what. You are always going to be to blame, and the only way you can make this right is by staying quiet and letting him scream and rant. That does not seem healthy, and that is not something I would want to go into. So truly, I'm really sorry that you're stuck in this kind of situation, because his behavior is clearly a cycle, and if I was in your shoes, I would be avoiding this at all costs. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.